Alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi kareem Amma ba'du rabbi syrah li sadri Wa yassir li amri Wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yaqahun qawli Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'alamtana Allahumma alimna ma'anfa'una Wazidna ilma We praise and glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We send peace, blessings and salutations Upon our beloved Prophet Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We be witness that there is no one worthy of worship Except Allah and we be witness that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most beloved and the final messenger of Allah. Qala Allah azza wa jal, says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most high. Ba'da a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna a'atayna kal Allah speaks directly to his most beloved and says to him, Indeed, we have given you al-kawthar. The word al-kawthar, has two meanings one a general meaning and one a very specific meaning the general meaning would be that indeed we have given you an abundance of good and the specific meaning would mean a river in jannah kawthar would refer to a river in jannah but let's focus on the general meaning allah has given nabi muhammad an abundance of good and a variety of good and of that Allah has given Nabi Muhammad what we refer to as Jawami'ul Kalim. Jawami'ul Kalim means that Nabi Muhammad would utter a few words, but it would have such profound and such a profound meaning and such depth and to be so loaded. And one such hadith where we witness this idea of Jawami'ul Kalim is where Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ittaqillaha haythu ma kunt, wa adbi'i sayyiyata al-hasana tamuhuha, wa khaliqin nas bi-khuluqin hasani. This is a hadith that in fact summarizes and encapsulates our entire deen. In these few words, says Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, be Conscious of Allah wherever you are, with whoever you are, in whatever you are doing, always have the thought of Allah on your mind. And in so doing, if whatever we do, whatever we are with, wherever we may be, the thought of Allah is always uppermost in our mind, then the outcome of that should be, inshallah. That we will always be in good places. We'll always try, I'll try to be with good people. And we will always be doing good things, inshallah. However, no matter how hard we try, we will never be able to be completely sinless. That is reserved, that station is reserved for the Anbiya Ali Musalat Wasalam. And of course, the angels are sinless. But you and I and every other human, Kulbani Adam Khattaun. Every human is a sinner. So while it is very, very possible to refrain from all major sins, it is impossible to be absolutely free from all minor sins. So for this, there is a solution. Says Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُوهَا And follow up a sin with a good deed and it will wipe it out, it will cancel it out. Obviously, the idea should not be that I'm going to commit so many sins you preempt. 
I'm going to commit so many sins for the day, but it's okay. I'll just uh, cancel it out with good deeds. Obviously, this is not the idea. The idea is to strive to be free from all sins. But when we do fall, when we do err, then this is how we react with a good deed, follow it up with a good deed. So this is the first half of the hadith. Our relationship, basically it sums up our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second half is actually a follow-on of the first half. And if the first half, which is the consciousness of Allah, is in place, then actually the second half is automatic. And that is, وَخَالِقِ النَّاسِ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ and deal with, interact, and behave with the rest of humanity with good conduct, good character. Once we know Allah, then we will know ourselves. And what will we know about ourselves? We will know that we are actually nothing. Anything compared to infinity is equal to nothing, is equal to zero. And this will bring about the utmost humility. And humility is the foundation of good character. It is only with humility that we will be able to deal with everyone with utmost respect. Even those who are younger than us, even those who are less wealthy or poor, less wealthy than us, even those whom uh, we are the employers and they are employees, those who are in our charge. With this humility, that we will achieve from knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this good character is automatic. It is only when you feel that you are better than someone else can you treat them harshly or disrespect or be uh, undignified. Interact and deal with all of mankind with the utmost good character. Says Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ma min shay'in there is nothing that will be weightier on the scale than good character. And then another hadith describes and explains this. Again says Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inna Indeed a man, la yudriku bi husni khuluqihi, darajat al-qa'im bil-layali al-dhamihi bil-ahawajir. That a man with his mere good character, he earns the reward of having stood the entire night in Salatul Tahajjud and having fasted the entire day. Just imagine this. Without having actually physically done these things, he goes to sleep at night immediately after Isha. He wakes up just before Fajr. Having slept the entire night, yet he gets the reward of having stood the entire night in Ibadah. He goes through his day having three square meals and snacks in between, yet he earns the reward of having fasted the entire day, your ultimate day of worship. And how often does he earn this reward with his good character? When you have good character, when do you have it? You have it every single day of the week, which means every single day of your life, you are earning the reward of having stood in Salatul Tahajjud the entire night, and having fasted the entire day. Now we can understand the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there is nothing that is weighty on the scale than good character. Subhanallah.
And what else will good character afford us? What else will it earn us? Ask yourself the question. Where would you love to be in Jannah? And obviously the answer would be Jannatul Firdaus. But where in Jannatul Firdaus would you like to be? And remember, you and I as believers, we should be striving always for the best. Allah yuhibbu إِذَا عَمَلَ عَبْدُهُ عَمَلًا أَنْ يُتْقِنَهُ And Allah loves that when His slave embarks on any task that he strives for excellence. So when it comes to striving for Jannah, we should be striving for the absolute best we can possibly achieve. So what would that be? Just Jannah to fear those? No. Jannah to fear those and the closest that we can find ourselves to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But the position of being right next to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam all the time, that actually, that position has actually been taken already. By who? By who? And obviously, the, the first thing would come to mind is one of his sahaba, obviously. And then which sahaba? And then automatically we would go to the best and that would be Abu Bakr. But yet it's not Abu Bakr, radiallahu ta'ala. Then perhaps Sayyidina Umar was the second best. And yet it's not Sayyidina Umar, radiallahu ta'ala. Who then? It would be Sayyidina Uthman, radiallahu ta'ala. The Prophet Allah says that he will be my qareen. He will be on my side, constantly on my side in Jannah. So why Sayyidina Abu Bakr? Why Sayyidina Umar? We know Sayyidina Abu Bakr is the best after the Anbiya. We know Sayyidina Umar is the second best after the Anbiya, alayhi salatu wassalam. Sayyidina Uthman only comes in third. But why is he the one who has earned such a status, such an honor? It is because his outstanding feature was character. His outstanding feature was modesty. And the one with the most modesty says Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and so this is what good character will earn us in Jannah it will earn us proximity to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nearness to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this is clearly noted from the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna ahabbakum ilayya wa aqrabakum minni majlisan yawma al-qiyama ahasinukum akhlaqa indeed those of you who are most beloved to me and those of you who find himself closest to me on the day of Qiyamah on the day of judgment in the year after will be those who have displayed the best of character the question is how does one assess one's own character how can character be assessed and judged good character is not assessed when one is in a good mood when one is happy good character is actually assessed when you are in a bad mood when you are under pressure when you have been angered and annoyed by someone or something now your behavior now who you really are comes to the fore and especially with those who have the most familiar relationship with you and that is your spouses, those of you who are married. 
those who are closest to you in your household are they are the ones to be asked what type of character do I have because they are the ones who know you best they know you in good times and they know you in bad times they know you where things are going well and they know you how you are under pressure if they tell you that when you are angry when you are annoyed when you are moody still you are respectful still you are dignified then surely we can give you a certificate of good character everyone should judge himself everyone should be concerned with his own character and we should take our role model Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and strive towards his character inshallah wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen